Welcome to the Global Dance Network podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Smolik, and I invite you to join the conversation with artists who are passionate about inspiring and equipping you for whatever sphere you find yourself in. Today I chat to Priscilla Eubanks, who is a living miracle. She shares her life-altering story and journey through brain aneurysm and what hope looks like for her as a dancer today. Hi everyone and welcome back to our Global Dance Network podcast. We're so happy you've joined us today. We have an amazing teacher here with us. We just finished our African class with Priscilla Eubanks in New York. Hello everybody. <laughs> Love having you here. This was a very fun class. So the next time we're around and you see Priscilla, you better be there because it is the most fun you will have. Okay. I can promise you that. <laughs> So, Priscilla, I've known you for five years. Mm -hmm. We met in Australia. Yep. And um, ever since I met you, you've been joyful, full of life, Mm -hmm. loving dance. Has it always been like that? How did you... What did life look like growing up? Uh, Growing up, I went to a really, really strict Pentecostal church, and dance was not accepted, actually. So, um, I never danced at my church. There wasn't a dance ministry. Um, it was frowned upon. It was very yeah. secular, worldly to move your body. So, um, yeah, I actually got involved with dance in middle school because it was like an after-school curric- extracurricular activity, and I signed up for it. I think I was more rebellious, but I did it, and it was beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And did your family have anything to say to that? or My dad was a pastor, oh, the assistant pastor. He was fine with it. My parents supported me, and my dad actually used to call me a, his little chocolate ballerina. So <laughs> um, even though I didn't do ballet when I was younger, but he yeah. would call me that because I walked on my tippy toes everywhere. Yeah. So my family was supportive, um, but my grandfather, who was the pastor of the church, was not, and the church wasn't. Yeah, okay, cool. But have you always felt, like, called to dance or felt like it's a part of you and I think that's probably why I continued in it because I really felt God when I would dance Mm. even just in middle school um, I did a dance that was very similar to Judith Jameson um, her her first album well the the main Alvin Ailey piece that she solo danced in and it was similar to that and I just feel like it was it was yeah God moved in it and Mm. people usually were moved when I would dance and so that kind of took um, off even from when I was just like 15 mm-hmm. and I was asked to dance at my high school just to do a solo just random things when people would see me dance they would want me to dance somewhere else yeah. because they felt moved um, I would say it was the presence of God yeah. yeah so what do you think God can or does do through dance um I feel like when I dance he shows up, mm-hmm. and so in that moment, there's so many things that he could be doing that I'm not even aware of, but mm-hmm. when I'm dancing, that's usually what I'm asking God for, is that if he would one more, um, like one more time show up, and because people may need hope, they may need healing, they may mm-hmm. need um, a sense of his presence, a reminder that he's with them, and I feel like if he, if I can dance and he can show up and people be moved by his presence in a room, mm-hmm. then they can kind of get whatever it is that they need. Mm-hmm. Yeah, beautiful. Mm-hmm. So um, you're actually a, I'd call it a living miracle, because two years ago something pretty unexpected happened to you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? That's so crazy. Um, 
I still, it's hard to still believe it, but yeah, two years ago had a brain aneurysm and mm-hmm. in Australia, and was in the hospital for 21 days, had three brain surgeries, and came out with no existing, no continuous um, issues with it. So I'm mm-hmm. completely fine. My brain is fine, and um, yeah, I'm so amazed by it all because mm-hmm. I think. Yeah, most people don't make it. I think everybody, mm-hmm. most people I talk to about it, they know someone who just didn't make it mm-hmm. or is severely handicapped. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And, like, wouldn't even think about dancing. They're just trying to learn how to walk and talk yeah. and eat. Yeah. yeah. So in that whole process, because I remember visiting you in hospital, mm-hmm. um, yeah, you always seemed full of hope despite the circumstances which really blew me away Mm. and I don't know what was going on on the inside but it gave me hope is like how did you encounter God in that time in those few weeks I know it was the prayers of so many people because Mm. I know with something like a brain aneurysm the patient needs to be as calm and at peace as possible Mm. and I don't know how I was able to be in that state but I know that I was it was mm-hmm. overwhelming sense of peace mm-hmm. the whole time like mm-hmm. my mind never went on tangents of stress or worry and anxiety about mm-hmm. what the situation I was in it was literally peace that surpasses understanding it didn't make sense but I knew it was because of so many people praying and mm-hmm. interceding for me um, and so now I, I like cling to the scripture that says because she loves me says the Lord I will rescue her I will protect her because she acknowledges my name when she calls me I will rescue her I'll be with her in trouble. I'll deliver her, honor her. With long life, I'll satisfy her and show her my salvation. So I, like, just know that God is with me. But um, even in situations where you have a brain aneurysm and you don't know what's happening, Mm. he's still there. And so I think that's my testimony. It's just, like, I didn't know what was happening, but he was still there. Mm -hmm. And with him came peace that I can't really explain. It was a gift from him. Yeah. So how did your dance change after all of this do you think it had an impact i mean i'm sure it did on your daily life it Uh, did especially in dance because i think it just took away fear i think i had a lot of fears of like i can't dance i can't teach i can't lead i probably wouldn't have done Mm. something like this as freely and just been like oh yes i'll do that i'll teach a a dance workshop i'll open up for you in new york i would have been like so afraid and like thinking I didn't have the capacity to do it. Um, and so I think it just took away fear. Fear holds us back so much. Mm-hmm. And it took away that. I know the Lord had told me I was designed to dance before the aneurysm, but now I'm just walking in that. Like, he designed me from the beginning to dance. It's just was, was in the blueprint. And so I'll just do that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So what would you say to someone who feels called to dance, but they, I guess, Similar to you, don't have much professional training, um, but yeah, they just want to dance. How would you encourage them in that? Well, if they're, I'm 34 now, so I know that that was something that I feel like I can't possibly dance, but the Lord called me to. Mm. Um, and I feel like he made the calling later, like I was 29. And um, I think when God calls you to do something, it's just worth stepping out on faith and mm-hmm. doing it and letting him guide and direct what it looks like. I mm-hmm. think sometimes we'd be like, oh, I don't feel like I'm called um, to do this or that. And we th- we think of what that means, like, oh, that means X, Y, and Z. But it mm-hmm. can mean something completely different. And I think the journey that I've been on is that it has meant something different. I think I've been able to embrace um, God's love and 
his design. I'm like, I'm designed to dance, and it fits what I enjoy doing. Like, I don't have to think about dance. It just comes naturally, Mm -hmm. and I enjoy it. And that helps me to connect with um, just God's heart and creating me and creating me with purpose. And then walking in that and being, like, aligning my life to that calling, I think, has even allowed me to just be in Australia at the right time, to Mm -hmm. be in the right place, to get the right medical attention I need to be in. Um, But also, I think it, it... connects me with a passion I didn't know I had, a passion that was birthed out of following the calling, which is a passion to see people move. I think people all over, dancer, non-dancer, they want to be led in movement, especially worship movement, because I think we were created to worship God through our bodies, too. And sometimes people just need to be led. But that passion would have never come up had I not just been like, okay, Lord, you're calling me to dance. And it doesn't look like maybe leading some dance studio somewhere, but maybe it just looks like wherever I go, leading people in worship movement. Mm. So on that, how could people do that practically if they feel maybe there's people in their church that want to dance and whether they have training or not, um, maybe there's a leader who, like you're saying, just is figuring out how to lead these people, these dancers, these worshippers. What's some maybe practical things they can do, steps or exercises even, mm-hmm. that anyone could take part in? I would say... Prayer, I would say, is I really, really, really um, value prayer mm-hmm. and connecting and talking to God about everything. And I think conversations with God about what you feel is on your heart mm-hmm. is a really good start. And I think getting other people to pray with you about that topic, mm-hmm. too, um, and just starting that conversation because I, then I think God leads you from there. And then another practical thing would be um, dancing. Yeah, getting. I think what was hard for me is dancing. So just getting mm. out and getting involved with maybe um, a class yeah. and getting involved with the class, finding out what's happening in the city. Yeah. That takes a bit more work, but I think that's the work that is needed with that type of faith step. Because mm. if you're not dancing but you feel like that's what you need to do or you need to go further, it's definitely prayer. And then getting involved with some classes in the city, getting involved with some people who are on and like-minded and yeah. starting to dance. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just kind of getting it Stepping moving. out and yeah. doing it. Mm-hmm. Doing it, yeah. Um, so where do you think... This might be a bit of a bigger question. Um, where do you think dance is heading globally? Like, what do you think God is doing through dance and the arts? Be that in the four walls of the church or outside the four walls? Yeah, I think, I think um, both... People, like, people love to move, and people love to dance, and I believe God loves to move, and he loves to dance as well, and I think, um, yeah, I think there's going to be more freedom in movement when it comes to the body of Christ coming together and Mm. worshiping. I think um, God is going to allow us as dancers to kind of take the forefront that we need to take again, and, like, I feel like... Yeah, we're in the background, but we mm. need to kind of come to the front and not just be performers, like yeah. uh, entertainers, but mm. like when it comes to the body of Christ, we need to be worship leaders and yeah. like leading the body of Christ through worship. Mm. Because a lot of people, I think, will experience um, a different encounter with God through worship movement, a different encounter through just healing in their bodies and 
like igniting their faith once they start moving. I think people want to. Yeah. They just, you know, wait until they get to a baseball game or a basketball game or get to a club or something. Yeah. Like those places where dance is like, it's okay for me to dance. But yeah. I don't know if people know that at church, it's okay for them to dance. It's yeah. okay for the dance ministry to dance. Okay. But is it okay for me as a believer just sitting in the pew to dance? And I think yeah. that's where the globally we're moving in that place where people will wow. have a freedom to mm-hmm. worship God through movement and not just in their house like yeah. with other believers mm-hmm. and there just be this freedom and this joy you might see it in other countries but I think in the western world yes, it's, it's needed and yeah. people want they want to take their hands out their pocket and <laughs> worship and put their hands up but they yeah. just need to be led yeah, yeah, yeah. wow mm-hmm. I have um, one last question um, the scripture that says these are the worshippers the Lord seeks those who worship in spirit and in truth what does that mean to you? Mm. I think worshiping a spirit and in truth, I would say, is connecting the the like public world with the more of the private world. Mm. I would say, um, and I think it goes back to prayer and communication with God. But it's in those times where my with God, God knows who I am and my real true self and worshiping from that place. And that could look different um, all the time. I think sometimes at church we can put on a front because mm-hmm. we're around other people. But mm-hmm. um, when I can worship God through my limit because I'm having a hard time and I'm sad and yeah. something's not going the way I want it to, but in that limit be able to worship God and know yeah. that, okay, despite this, God is still good. Um, and at the same time, when things are going great, I can worship God and praise him for the mm-hmm. good things he's doing. I think, um, yeah, that's what's like connecting like circumstances and what people may see with like what's in my heart and what's true about God. Mm. Yeah. I think that. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it's continuous mm-hmm. since God is constantly good. It's constantly being able to worship him from that place of truth. Yeah. This is my situation. This is the truth about who you are. And being able to worship him from that mm-hmm. place. Because sometimes it's not always good. Yeah. But he's still good. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love that. You definitely have a story to tell and a testimony to share. And I know you'll be sharing it to so many more, whether that's, you know, individuals or larger groups of people. So I'm excited to see where that goes. At the end, can I just um, ask you, I'd love for you to pray for whoever's listening, um, maybe people who are going through a tough time or trying to figure out what to do with this gifting that they have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yep. Heavenly Father, God, I love that I get to pray on behalf of people I'll probably never meet. Um, but look, God, I know that you know them and you know every single person that might listen to this podcast. And my prayer is that you would allow them to experience your presence mm-hmm. even now, Lord God. And there's nothing like a word from you. And so I pray that you'd speak a word, um, a word to your children, Lord God. Some of them need hope. Some of them need reminders of who you are. Some of them need direction or wisdom or just um, confirmation that you're with them and that you're present. And I just pray that you would do that now. And Lord God, I love that you have purpose in all of your children. You've designed them with purpose. Mm -hmm. And that is so lovely.
loving to be designed with a purpose. Mm-hmm. Would you um, ignite a fire, Lord God, in those that are listening and uh, set their hearts ablaze, Lord God, with the things that you put in them and only them, Lord. I pray that you begin to open up doors and make connections and provide. And I just pray that there will be um, faith, that you would give hope where there's um, been a lack of it and allow people to step out on faith and to do um, what they thought they couldn't do. And so I just pray, Lord God, that dancers would dance um, wherever they are with um, with intention to praise you and intention to bring change and attention to um, bring people together and bring community um, and that you be glorified in it all. Lord, you have a purpose. You have a plan. Let your will be done and your purposes be brought about in Jesus' name. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We trust you are inspired and equipped to take your next step. Be sure to hit subscribe and follow us on social media to stay connected with all things GDN.